And then it's all, they're like so amazed that America's so like, where the fuck are these, since we're not on live yet, let me know when we go live. But where are all these, I mean like, they're so fucking amazed and outraged. Because it's almost like they're like catering to white people, to white liberals, you know, like in some, they're in the fucking playing a role. Like, you know, we walk by these crazy ass white people's house and they ran out there with guns and shit. Like, of course, that's what white people do. You mean like the shock factor of like, like being in that phase of... Resistance or maybe non-resistance, like just non-resistance. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 that, if it, that these people exist. Yeah, it's like if I roll through Bridgeport, like I know where the fuck Bridgeport is. I know where it is, you know. And it's like I know that if I walk through there with a bunch of brothers, I'm going to get reaction. And so, if you want to get that reaction, that's cool, you know. I mean, like, yeah, well, we 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 we, we try to upset these white people. We're gonna roll through there. You know, and upset them, but then don't act like you know you all shocked. You know, because it's like you live in fucking America, and now all of a sudden you shocked. So what are we having conversations about? I mean, like you know what I mean? All right, Facebook Live is live, but uh, but I I, I did start I, I started there where you were, so I was like, wait a second, what's going on there? Said so, um, folks are shocked. And what I'm get, I'm guessing, um, is it specifically on those, um, the Halloween costume about the, um, the two heads that came out with the guns with the horizontal striped shirt, and they kind of look like a, oh god, like a commercial for Coles or something. Maybe I had the last one. I thought this was like about the the white people who were in St. Louis, Insane. and the the um, black kids were walking or black protesters were walking by to go into another protest and they like cut through their little all white enclave and the couple came out with guns mm -hmm. is recent no that's an old we've seen them but this black is. folks were dressing up like halloween for them okay but it, so it is those folks with the you're talking about with the horizontal striped shirt and they were you no know, like no what what i understand they didn't have any of the trigger discipline right and to a point where they actually pointed their guns at each other <laughs> like the ren and stimpy duo that they are yeah, and, um, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. Yeah, that's a rich, very rich area of St. Louis that was uh, with with a lot of people like that. Now, I wonder yeah. when it comes to the folks that are like really loud with a surprise. I wonder if it is similar to like what we saw in the um, in the early '80s. Well, I I was born into what I had to go back and read about it later. But is it more of a vocal minority? than an actual majority like are they just really loud people with blue checks on twitter and their sycophantic followers which obviously i i asked that as a leading question that's what i think it is i i, I don't know i mean it's like because you that's i mean that's all the black lives matter movement folks that's all the liberal white folks i mean this stuff goes on for like you know it's it's it never it hasn't stopped you know, so it's just like all of, I mean, I think it's just, again, this is that boutique activism, you know, and, you know, if you go through there, you should know that white people are going to come out and they're going to be really upset. And it's that if that's the plan, cool, you know, I'm with it. But don't be acting like this all country was all of a sudden fucking great. And then all of a sudden it got real fucking racist. And now this is like, oh, God, these two old crusty white folks coming out here with guns. I mean, it's like. Well, like, you know, like, like specific examples, like, um, like 
of of people that are projecting this uh this outrage or this like flabbergast like like who particularly like any really standout quotes i don't have any but i mean you know you you know sean king is all on this i mean it's just all these people that are there's there's a whole market of of you know there's a whole of, of pseudo activism that is just consistently outraged at the thousand slot, you know, the thousand shocks against black people. And it does it doesn't go beyond any outrage at all. It doesn't move beyond that. That's why there's I, no organizing around it. It's just like, oh, oh, here's another, here's another Karen. Let's all, you know, let's all because you notice Karen's have not stopped. You know, these people who are Karen's are particular people. They're not going to be moved by like, you know, when they see a Karen they don't even know in Massachusetts who's being exposed. When they get a chance, when these Karens get a chance to be Karen, they're going to be Karen until we deal with the culture. That's all I'm saying. I think I understand what you're saying to an extent. I think maybe being clear about like the problem isn't the fact that there are some people who are outraged or maybe beginning to be outraged, but it's geared towards when, when it's constantly about proving like, see, see, this is racist. There's racist. See, can you like, believe me now there's racist that exists. It's like, well, who are you talking to? People who have been convinced that racism doesn't exist. And if you're catering to them, are you going to build power that way? If it's about appealing to them versus building power against them. So, I mean, and, I, and I'm sorry if I'm not I, unclear, I need to, I, I need to work on that. Yeah. I mean, that's it. I mean, it's like, look, it's just a circle. So you expose a Karen, which is good, but it's like when you just keep exposing Karens and the only people that are out, you, the people, the same people that are being outraged, they know this is going on. You know, they're liberal white kids. They know that it's racist out here. So, so all they do is get another chance to get an ego badge for them being all outraged at Karen. You know, Karen gets fired, which is good. But the thing is, it doesn't change the system. It's it's not, you know, it's just it's just pseudo activism. Yeah. And and I think also just media marketing, media creation. Like that's why um like with this outlet, I don't put them on the front page. That's it's no. sideshow comedy. Like I made a separate yeah. page called Becky Lives Matter. And I, I put that stuff there and it's, it's worth a chuckle. It it gets a click. Like what I use those things for is someone that clicks Becky lives matter. I'm linking that to wine cellar media. So if they get in that rabbit hole into our media, they're going to be like, Oh, look at this story on sea level rise. (laughs) Yeah. So it, it is a, it's, it's a way to get them in. It's like when, um, in 1999, when they put out the artist, uh, Eminem, they're like, well, how are we going to market this dude? He's not like other rappers. Like, okay, put out the silly song and then put out a serious record and that'll draw in uh, two different crowds to buy one album. And that formula worked for like five albums straight. And so you yeah. do that. I put out I that. Was, I, hope, I hope y'all didn't think I meant y'all, you know, when Kalita brought it up. It's just, it just reminded me of <laughs> that I just saw that video, not of the holiday. She didn't think I meant her, did she, Kalia? No, no. Okay. Yeah, no, it's just I saw this, that the same white folks 
someone had shared it on my page again. And so, no, I mean, so it's just, it's just, it's just our whole culture is that. So, but it's not here. And by the way, I've been loving your, um, I hope, I think you've seen, I've been, I've been tuning into all your podcasts. So I finally <laughs> figured out how I get notified when you guys do a new podcast. Yeah, it's, if, yeah if, like, if the Facebook Live is on, yeah, that typically shows up to anyone that's following the page. Like even yeah. like I follow my own page and I literally get a notification for my own live, which that's Facebook being redundant as all hell. Yeah. Hell, this is a uh, Talk Fury Talk Revolution Part Two, and of course I forgot exactly where we left off because I don't really know what day it is. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's been we were... a little. Uh, it's been, things have been a little difficult this week. I think all around. I'm I'm actually in Madisonville, Louisiana. Um, evacuated on. Well, they didn't, didn't evacuate. They, you know, the hurricane that came to New Orleans. Um, Hurricane Zeta was not bad enough to warrant evacuations, but the wind was strong enough to knock out 80% of the power in the city, it turns out. So um, no flooding, um, just the power lines are very weak and the city needs to put them underground. But the energy company refuses to spend money on doing something proactive like that. So most of the city, if we get a hurricane like that directly, uh, power goes out. So. My power has been out for the past four days, so I went um, to stay with a colleague an hour north of the city, here in Madisonville. So, hmm. I know you um you haven't been a resident there that long. Do you, do you know who the the governor is yet? Yeah, Governor Edwards, I believe he's the first Democrat in a while. From what I know, the only reason he uh, got elected was because he's an anti-abortion Democrat, and that's how he got people to vote for him. Ah. Well, the story I recently heard was that he was he and his wife because they're Catholics. Um, he and his wife, when they when his wife was pregnant, the doctors said predicted that the baby was going to have Down syndrome, and you know gave them the option, you know laid out the options for that and for having an abortion, and they said because of their religion they're not going to have an abortion. And so they didn't have the abortion and the baby turned out to not have Down syndrome. And that is the exemplary story of the God has it in our hands and to, we don't need abortions and shouldn't have abortion and things like that. So that's uh, that's how the Democrats are playing it down here in Louisiana. Um, Damn. You know, so despite all that, you know, God still has it all in our hands. You know, women just need to pop out babies and don't worry about it. Trust, trust Jesus. <laughs> How do I even comment on that? Holy hell! I know that's just that's crazy as hell. Cartoon. And and of course with a D by their name, you know. So yellow dogs out there, vote blue no matter who. To, and and specifically for what? To protect these rights. Um, we just heard that the uh, the, the governor out there in um in Louisiana is an anti-abortion Democrat, which is why they're one of the first Democrats out there in a while. Of course, you know, you nerd. Oh, didn't they sign the, uh, one of the abortion ban laws? Like abortion is banned Pretty as soon fair. as there's like a heartbeat, but that's like seven weeks, which is when most people find out that they're pregnant. Wasn't that a- And that was actually one of the, I believe that that's on referendum vote on Tuesday uh, for the abortion one of the abortion bans is up for is on the ballot and it's a, so is the governor well, carlita 
The, oh, uh, wait. The governor's black? No. No? Oh, no. Okay. I was about to say you, a black Catholic. You were thinking about Bobby Jingle, who was India. In, oh, Payush. That's Payush Jindal. Oh. Excuse wait. me. Payush Jindal is a white man. Did you not see his portrait? <laughs> Dang it, Wait, but Phoenix, did you hear this? I'm like thinking of my whole approach on abortion. I think I was wrong. I think I'm becoming anti-abortion. Did you hear this story about the governor? The Dem- tell, tell that story right one more time, Chelsea. Here. Yo, yo. I'm on some like new old school type shit, nigga. 90s kids, nigga. We the new old school. I feel it. Dig it. This ain't no motherfucking Drake or no Kanye. Southside, Northwest, it's the Bombay. I got a little more to say than the next clown. I challenge what you believe, so you gon' flex now? Get about the Mecco Chambers, it's bad for you. Just look at the bullshit from last quarter. You tried to multiply, but you got division. Now pay attention to the numbers of the opposition. The competition is not slacking, so quit memorizing lines and stop acting. Yo, this here is square one, and you back up in it. Because you couldn't reach the masses being academic. You so above that you levitating but most working class folks ain't got no fancy ass education they have oppression it's economic but you put your sword in conventional wisdom and fell upon it now who you want to blame everybody else in the sj house of mirrors all you got is self you got no fight up in you just a bunch of talk like ronda rousey the loss is your fucking fault we gave you good ideas but you sent them back i hate republicans and side-eyed democrats we want what's new and then what's newer and you got cory booker and fucking Chuck Schumer. <laughs> right, and yeah. I smell ableism yes. in there too. Praise the Lord. I mean, come on, think about it though. This Lord, this is, it sounds like a miracle to me. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it just sounds like a miracle. Well, you know, as I've said before, when it miracle. comes to cases like this, people will say like, oh, you shouldn't have an abortion because, um, you know, of Down syndrome or some sort of issue with the fetus. But these are the same people who, you know, can't get enough of a story about, uh, you know, like a single mom who has a disabled child who like flips out and kills herself or kills her child. Like, oh, bury her under the right. prison, send her to hell forever. Like there's no um, yeah. end in pun. There's no like end in sight for the punishment of people like that. But then they also want to yeah. force these folks to. Um, you know, have children under these circumstances where, like, you know she's not going to be able to access uh, social services social services, or, you know, you know that uh, this person doesn't have the money to take care of a child that has these type of needs, but you still want to, you know, force people, um, you know, to be parents in these situations just so you can, like, talk shit about them later when they fail. Like, I really do think that's a thing. Word, 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 word. Or, or you... you- yeah, or you, you know, you want to arrest the, these children when they become, you know, the mother can't handle these kids and they become truant and then you lock the mother up. Yeah, yep. no, I mean, it's. Yep. Oh, yeah. Then yeah, when you, lo- when you lock the mother up, <laughs> when you lock the mother up, then they um, they can't really raise the kids. And then the kids become super predators that you need to lock up for three strikes. <laughs> and like, right. how, how many Democrat bills can you stamp on this bingo fucking board, buddy? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I think it was uh, shortly after the Andrea Yates case that, um, like, uh, the state of Texas, I think that was Texas, the state of Texas, like, intentionally shifted funding away from, um, like, postnatal care. 
But everybody was still like, remember if you remember Andrea Yates, she was the one who uh, had postpartum like psychosis and drown all her kids in a bathtub because she didn't yeah. want to keep having kids, but she was married and her husband's like, we have to have a girl. And so they already had like four or five boys and like kept getting her pregnant because they wanted to have a girl and she just like completely freaked. And then like shortly after that happened, everyone was like, oh, you know, send her to hell. But then like they cut um, postnatal funding. <laughs> and it's like, Wait, probably shouldn't do that. Probably shouldn't do that. Uh. And just a reminder, we are um, on live, and uh, someone who may be tuned in, um, there is a uh, 347-857-3937. Uh, you can call in. I'll get a little notification if you press the number one. And noticing in the archive chat space, there is, um, does that say Lynn Greenspan? Yes. All right. We don't typically say Greenspan with excitement <laughs> here, but I would do it this time, uh, saying, um, it's always these um, dark undersides that if the um, that if the shield that what does that say? Oh, if the child had turned out. Um, uh, wait a second. Oh, turned out to have downs. Then there. Then uh, would they have gone with that? Oh, like would would they have uh, said? Oh, look at what the Lord delivered here. Which I think there. That's where I smell the ableism in it. Because you you can't thank God if they are born with a condition. You no, you can't can because God doesn't make mistakes or whatever. But also, I think that parents like that um, almost use children who have disabilities as a, like, um, I don't know, sort of like bragging rights to be like, well, I did it and I have a disabled child. It's like, you're also a fucking millionaire. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like, you have a support system. You have health insurance. Like, you make a lot of money every year. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And so much of it is about the private family and keeping the nuclear private family intact. Religion supports that and gives them a, a larger moral reason for doing that. Mm -hmm. And the whole reason for keeping the private fam nuclear family like that intact, where women don't have a choice to start and stop reproducing and make decisions for themselves, is so that that kind of inequality can be reproduced. People like this governor who has a lot of money will give that to the next generation and they have to keep that intact. They have to keep their property rights intact. Yep. The white reproduces that for the next generation. It keeps inequality functioning, capitalism functioning. They control the next generation of owners of production and property and then workers, the poor people who have to adhere to these rules too. So giving women the right to stop and start that and lead their own lives and not be controlled by that gives them you know that threatens that whole reproduction social reproduction of this yeah so you know that's why they'll do it that's why they'll make any excuses um whether the child is down syndrome or not you know it's not about you know even about down syndrome whether it's the you know whether it's i think it's even less about ableism and more about the fact that the woman doesn't get to decide if how her life is going to be impacted and what she wants to do about it Sure. I, I know this is a tangent, but I just think the family structure and is, and I mean, it's kind of weird to say, I mean, I'm a, obviously a man, uh, but it's just, it, it just really is reinforcing patriarchy. And I don't think that it can be salvaged uh, just by its very nature is just linked with a white man, God. And you, and then your husband is the representative of the white man God, you know, and it's just, um, 
I think it's it becomes a default setting anytime you have this fucking structure where it's you know I mean it's um I don't know it's just it just seems like it needs to fucking be jettisoned because it just it can't be it's just insane in 2020 that this whole thing of because that's what the family was it was like obey your husband mm-hmm. like you obey like he's like what the I mean like that's fucking just crazy I mean even saying it, it's just like skeet what it's anyway. very consistent though like they they have thousands of years of bullshit to rely on and ideology to rely on and that's my thing about you know when liberals especially when they're dealing with abortion they're so half-assed about it and if they if they if you're going to be half-assed about dealing with the, these kinds of people then you're going to fail and you're going to keep failing and it and roe v wade will be repealed they'll find a way because they they are consistent and they 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 are serious about what they believe in and then we get liberals like he like i think you know hillary clinton like because um, i remember this coming up in the 2016 election um, what was the name of her running mate, the vice, the vice president? Yeah, old white dude. He's an anti-abortion Democrat. Tim Kaine. Old white dude. That's his name. And you know, so they like they ride the fence on this. They're like, well, we're going to support abortion, but we're going to try to, you know, reach across the aisle on this and have an anti-abortion running mate to get these white. And or they'll say things like, you know. Don't quote me on this because, you know, I do dislike Clinton very much, but I won't put words she didn't say in her mouth. Um, but I think it was her who, who um, you know, multiple Democrats are like this. They'll say, you know, I believe in abortion, but only as a last resort. Right. It's like you're yeah. playing into their bullshit when you say that. When you say, oh, only as a last resort, you're playing into their moralism that somehow there are bad women who shouldn't do abortion. And that sometimes there's good women who do deserve abortion. Mm-hmm. And we can't play that game at all. And, we, and that's the reason why they're losing. That's why they don't want to, they don't want to, um, you know, reject the nuclear family. Yeah. Women like Clinton benefit from it because they have rich, wealthy white husbands. They don't want to destroy that. They want to reform it and get their cut, but they don't want to actually attack this whole mechanism of reproducing inequality through the family. Yep. So then they'll half-ass it, and then they're surprised when they lose, and then you get people like you know Barrett, Amy Barrett, on the on the court because like the, that's literally what the family is built on and believes in the the, the yeah. European style family. Like, why are we surprised? You didn't. We didn't want these people. Didn't want to fight. They didn't want to really fight for people. Yeah, I think one of the um, biggest um, places where the, like, the liberals fucked up with that, honestly, is by allowing um, the other side to be called pro-life. Like, they're not pro-life I agree. at all. Oh, I agree. They're not pro-life I, I fucking totally like, agree. They're, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, absolutely. You know, because people are like, oh, well, absolutely. you know, it's pro-life, or maybe it's like, it, they're not even pro-fetus, they're f- about forced birth. They're right. pro-forced birth. That's the only thing. Because, like, even... On its most basic level, even if this was literally about protecting fetuses, which it isn't, um, where is the universal uh, prenatal health care for all pregnant people? Where is it? If this is about being uh, pro-fetus, if this is about keeping babies safe, why the fuck is the water in Flint and so many other cities fucked up with lead? Why is there so much fucking um, corporate like pollution and dumping shit in communities that's making kids sick? Like, yeah, the, the biggest the fuck up oh, is, yeah. is allowing continue, them. Continue. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, no, you're fine. Yeah, but the biggest fuck up, in my opinion, is allowing these people to call themselves pro-life when they're very clearly about Thank forced birth. They Thank do not you. care about Thank you. Um, anybody who's pregnant. That's why we have the highest um, 
maternal mortality rates in the industrialized world. They don't care about fetuses. They don't care about children, right? Was what is it like now? Like one in four, one in five children are food insecure. You know, like we're fucking spending billions of dollars to bomb, uh, you know, children in in other countries. Like, no, like the biggest fuck up was allowing them to can to call themselves pro life as if that actually means something. Indeed, you know something. I feel like I'm listening to a fucking hip hop CD. this and this is and this gets back. To, this is why. This is why we we need a new order where we just go against all this. We need a revolutionary genesis, a, 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 a revolutionary ge, um, a demonstration and generation that just says this whole this whole system is chump. And I'm not talking about Donald Trump. They're like, oh great, he said something. No, all of them. It's 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 just. You know, I mean, chump like chump. You know, I mean, it's just it's, and the you know, no, I mean, you're 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 absolutely spot on. And and the thing is, I call them anti-choice, but they just it just it you know, all of this just needs to burn. It just has to burn because it is now we are at the whole greater evil. And exactly everything you said is is just that's that's the real that's religion. Whereas these kids say that's true religion. Jeez. Yeah, I think um Sorry, like inspired. from uh inspired from top to bottom, from Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer all the way down to oh. podcasters like Bob Seska, I think that this uh oh, what happened to my my volume? Testing, one, two, three. I'm looking at my my decibels just shot down. Can you still hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah. Okay. All right, my decibels look real low on there. I'll have to look at that in post. But the um I think that this Amy business and you know what Neil Gorsuch and all that is really actually good for them because mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. if 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 it's taken away now they can just run on restoring it yeah and also like and that's what all the all the way down to Bob Seska the podcaster now he can make money arguing that this is the fucking restore abortion rights podcast yeah. just like how so many of them like they start rebranding themselves as we're, we're part of the resistance now which the funny thing it's like dude you're calling yourself the same thing Alex Jones calls himself but you're all resisting something resistance they're <laughs> yeah, resistant they're all full of shit yeah I think it's that is an aspect it's definitely um, a fundraising fucking gold mine um, for liberals with somebody like Barrett on SCOTUS but I also think that it's also indicative of the apathy that they've had from the start because people think like a lot of people who don't um, who haven't had to access abortions under um, you know difficult conditions have not really thought about it because in their mind they're like oh Roe versus Wade is still intact we're fine but the amount of abortion clinics has been steadily declining over years and I mean even in places like Chicago there's fewer abortion clinics now than there was in the 90s you know there's states in the south where there's like one fucking abortion clinic for the entire state and it's like yeah, we've had Roe versus Wade this entire time, but why is it harder and harder to get birth control? Why is it harder and harder to get, um, you know, STD testing? Why is it harder and harder to get prenatal care? Why is it harder and harder to get abortion access? And, you know, all these things, and they'll be like, well, it doesn't matter because Roe versus Wade is intact, right? Like, I know yeah. um, we did this on the regular uh, podcast. We talked, I think, was it fucking Rhode Island, maybe? Rhode Island? Maybe. It was like a, it was a, like a very liberal, um, like New England state 
where we just like, for whatever reason, I don't know how I got sucked into it, but I went down like a rabbit hole of their local politics. And they were like, the Democratic Party was intentionally subverting every progressive who was running. And so like, they ended up literally running a guy who was like accused of rape and like domestic violence over um, a female progressive who wanted to run for the Democratic Party. I remember it. Yeah, but like one of the things was um, the person who was in charge of the state Democratic Party basically said, because the state, like this was after Trump got in, and they were like, we want to make our own... Um, state laws making sure that abortion access remains a thing because people were afraid that Trump was going to try to repeal it. And the head of the Democratic Party in Rhode Island was like, no, it's fine. We don't need to worry about it. <laughs> and that was like three years ago. And it's like, and now here we are. But, you yeah. know, yeah. because and liberals really haven't cared about that because it's always a great, uh, you know, fundraising opportunity. It's always, um, you know, something to fight yeah. for. But it's like when they have the opportunity to be proactive, Fucking crickets. Yeah, I don't want to be aligned with people who constantly like, I mean, like literally are losers and they want to lose because they can fundraise on that. Like, why would I like, that's not fighting for me. That's not fighting for anyone's rights. If you're like so complacent about letting it get taken away, so then you have like another reason to fundraise. Like, like that's like, I resent that. And the fact that like, you know, the point about abortion access is really important because you have all these women, that, like liberal white women who control this narrative of feminism and are basically their only thing that they have left that they stand for is having access to abortion. It's like these women that are in like Manhattan or Lincoln Park of Chicago that are now that like, you know, like when, when, um, when, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, it was like, and I saw it on my university here, like the, the very wealthy elite white women and their families that were just crying like it was the end of the world. And it's like, yes. you know, the reason why only you, and I see it online too, are, are freaking out about this is because there's a million other things that oppressed people are dealing with. And this is the one thing that you did that, that, that they were clinging to that was taken away when all these other rights and all these other issues have already happened to other people and to, and to other women that we're like, okay, what does that mean to me? I mean, Ruth Gator Ginsburg like with, had terrible racist policies and all kinds of other problems, but you could, but the privilege to only have to think about abortion, mm -hmm. women who will throw people under the bus for anything else, like, I'm like, fuck you. I'm not gonna, you're, you don't fight with me. I don't fight with you. This 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 bridge is burned, you know? Mm -hmm. um, well, absolutely. And, you know, I can't help but reiterate what that entire concept is that um, abortion rights are never just about abortion rights or abortion access, you know, because a lot of places where you can obtain an abortion also do a lot of other things. Right. And this is something a lot of liberals and leftists do to justify Planned Parenthood. Like, but 90 percent of what they do isn't even abortion. And that's never going to sway the forced birth movement. So just, you know, kind of let that go. But um, that should be part of the conversation. It's not just about abortion access. It's also prenatal care it's std testing it's getting mammograms it's getting pap smears it's getting hormonal birth control it's um getting referrals for things like uh, drug rehab or um you know seeing a specialist if you seem to have some sort of underlying issue uh a lot of these clinics that do abortions also do all those things so you're not just losing um abortion access you're losing access to your prenatal care you're losing access to your regular health care and checkups you're losing access to cancer screening right I mean, that's the whole point of like yeah. a mammogram and pap smears is for like, you know, STD testing and uh, like cancer screenings. You're, you're losing access to those things. 
And so, yeah, abortion access is never just about abortion access. It's about um, health care primarily to cis women who are oftentimes uh, lower income individuals as well. And, you know, how that impacts those communities. So There's a mournful Peggy Lee song that asks the existential question, is that all there is? Some progressives are asking that when looking at whether to vote this year, Biden or Trump. Is that all there is? No, just scroll down the ballot in most voting districts and you'll find a choice of solid progressive contenders in congressional, state, and local races for grassroots offices. But wait, scroll a bit lower and you're likely to discover a process of direct democracy, allowing ordinary people, you and me, to make our own policies and laws rather than hoping that legislators and lobbyists will do right by us. These are ballot initiatives policy ideas, and procedural changes that are put directly to voters in a state, county, or city. Most are put on the ballot by groups that get enough voters to sign petitions demanding that a particular proposal be listed. It's not an easy process, but it has become a more common legislative tool as shown by the number and variety of propositions on Tuesday's ballots. Just counting statewide initiatives, voters in 32 states will be making their will known on 120 ideas. They include such solidly progressive actions as Arizona's proposal to raise taxes slightly on the super-rich to cover an overdue raise in pay for school teachers. They also include such blatantly regressive schemes as the attempt in California by Uber, Lyft, and other gig giants to strip health care from their low-wage workers. This is Jim Hightower saying, especially prominent in this year of pandemic disease, mass job losses, and ever-spreading inequality, are citizen initiatives to start restoring worker rights and income. These illustrate the importance of direct ballot lawmaking. When public officials and corporate hierarchies snub people's needs or carelessly harm them, the initiative is a democratic path for asserting the people's will. Hightower's commentaries are brought to you by the Hightower Lowdown, the monthly newsletter with Hightower's take on what Wall Street and Washington are up to. For information, visit HightowerLowdown.org. What, what, is, it, what, what is it, Amy? Amy Coney Barrett. Barrett. Coney Barrett. Yeah. Yeah, so the way that liberals are dictating um, resistance after having, like, killed resistance so hardcore yeah. consistently over the years with Bernie and, and everything that they've sabotaged, but then they get to control the narrative of, of resistance through destroying that kind of power mm-hmm. and us letting them. Mm-hmm. Now, when we get someone like Barrett in, like people are saying that it's like a political coup and that it's so wrong that Co- Barrett is. And I'm like, that's literally built into your constitution that you have no problem with until now. Mm-hmm. And I resent that because it's like the most logical thing is when somebody dies, you, you, you all didn't care that Ruth Bader Ginsburg like could have retired strategically if you wanted a pro-abortion um pro-abortion uh judge then she should have retired under obama but obama didn't want that none of them wanted to stick their necks out strategically to do anything they just wanted their glory like a lot of these elite liberals do and then she dies the president replaces her like we it was handed to trump he didn't do anything illegal he didn't do anything like a coup off the cuff like that's literally what you do and yet you let we let the Biden people control the narrative of when something is tyranny and when something isn't when they've been tyrannical this whole time and that's what I resent like I, I'm, I'm like this like I don't expect I wouldn't expect a president to do anything else but they, they take people. the most ext- 
they, they take the most extreme language and then what they do is they destroy the language because then they wear it out and then it becomes trite and cliche. And and that's 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 the problem with them, and that's why we really just need a new because you know Obama, Obama, all the liberals love him. Obama, um, he, they had no problem him. He couldn't tell uh, 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 Ruth Bader to sit down. You know, yo, your time is done. Sit down. Let's get somebody else. And he couldn't do that, but he sure could take his shuckling job and step and fetch itself on over and tell Bernie to sit down. Yeah. Yeah. We might as well hop out the pool pit and let the choir preach it. Your argument would have teeth if you would quit biting Phoenix. Try to be thin, we can leave them slayed. Three languages, English, tea, and shade. Wine cellar to the bone gristle. We throw missiles on the warpath to make his soul sizzle. And like attack him with the fat flow. I make it dance like Hillary to get the black vote. I'm a super predator about the hilltop. So I ain't paying attention until she does the crip walk. She can study it on Lokestopedia. For now, I gotta deal with the social media. Different day, but the same turd. Corny motherfuckers wanna drag a nigga like James Bird. With your clickbait schemes and plans. With niggas like you, who needs the clan? Something about you is seeming fake. I speak three languages, English, tea, and shade. Coming at me with your weak brigade. I speak three languages, English, tea, and shade. And I don't care what your people say. I speak three languages, English, tea, and shade. So memorize it and repeat the phrase. I speak three languages, English, tea, and shade. If you're more of a reader than a listener, you can peep our written content at socialdissonance.wordpress.com. Now all these new school kids on the digital stage You panther in the circle cause you're sitting afraid You don't say what you really think all at a time You pay attention to the trend and you follow the line Now you can't even tell that you're rolling with busters Don't go with the crowd, homie, go with the justice Keep it consistent, even when it gets a little backlash, even resistance. Popularity responds to gravity. What goes up comes down quite rapidly. So don't be popular, don't be fashionable. Just be honest, cause that's admirable. Now I have to go right about the dough. But just one more thing that you should know. Despite Occam's razor, I kind of like people. Even when I have to tell them that I'm trilingual. Something about you is seeming fake. I speak three languages, English. English, tea, and shade. Coming at me with your weak brigade. I speak three languages, English, tea, and shade. And I don't care what your people say. I speak three languages, English, tea, and shade. So memorize it and repeat the phrase. I speak three languages, English, tea, Live and shade. on the spot face. <laughs> Clicking and linking and getting. Gotta get the timing right. Oh, shit. 19.5 seconds. Got it. You know, I'm, 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 I'm doing that shit. So, yeah, for folks looking at my face on the video... I look like I'm bugging out because I am bugging out because I'm doing double work. And shout out to the homie Lynn, um, Lynn Greenspan, interacting in the um, archive chat space, um, uh, commenting along with you all. Lynn is saying that, um, okay, we do believe the swing vote is a thing, or could that whole mess be just a bipartisan tactic or holy grail they are hung up on uh, touting, uh, hung up on touting, Hence, all this, all these uh, compromises and backwards um, concessions that drag the people back into medieval BS. 
The thing about I don't know much about medieval. Again, folks, I don't um, I don't read anything but the news. I have no idea what's in um, all those big fancy education books. But um, apparently, medieval sucked. And mm -hmm. uh, but right now it sucks. And, and thinking about like um, that perpetuation of the cycle. Like you might see folks like me and my coworkers in our mandatory seven day work weeks, and folks would be like, "Holy shit, my screen is bugging." Am I still there? You're still there. I don't see Eric. Ah, fuck. Okay. Yeah, Let me my... see if I can invite him back or if he can just jump on. I don't know. The joys of live podcasting. Yeah. Yeah, like my screen just like it went ambulance mode on me. And then it came back and Facebook Live is saying we're having trouble playing this video. Ugh. That typically means it's still recording it. I've checked the archives after those. They typically go to the end. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Eric disappeared. And now we got nothing but big old, very white, full face on the screen. <laughs> it's all on you. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Um, the sun keeps moving. I'm like fighting with the sun right now for this, this spot I uh, <laughs> showed. Uh, I chose a bad spot to try to get some sunlight here. Um, right. Like when I see that particular hue, I'm like, that's why they went with white. Because when you're growing up, you're like, why didn't they go with peach or something? You're like, oh, no, that's <laughs> there you go. That's why they chose go. that one. <laughs> but uh, yep. yeah, I was thinking like, yeah, folks might see us and be like, oh, but you know, you're getting the, the mandatory seven days is also mandatory overtime. You guys are balling. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it seems like it. But what typically leads folks to jobs like this is not just that they're exploiting um, immigrant labor like a motherfucker, but like Americans like me. Why do I end up there? I aged out of the foster care system and I'm uneducated, don't have a lot of opportunities. And this is where I can get the biggest check that I can get with my level of education. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah. I, I have to go here. And then like you think a lot of a lot of other folks in my situation are not going to be exactly like me, like. I very deliberately didn't have children. That's a major leg up for me. Mm -hmm. But a lot of folks, they're gonna, they have a couple of kids. But then if they're doing mandatory seven day work weeks all the fuck long year, how are they raising those kids? Those kids are just being raised by the yeah. society around them, which isn't very constructive. There's gonna be yeah. some early unplanned pregnancies. And then those kids are gonna be like, oh fuck, now I have a kid to take care of. And they're in the same factory or something similar. Yep, absolutely. Constant destabilization of poor and working people. Yep. And their families, since we've had a big theme of the family this week. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Trying to see if Eric can get back on, but um, he, I guess he will when his internet works. I resent him the link. But um, yeah, you know, I think the, the comment that we just got was good. Sorry, I'm, I'm seeing my picture on the screen i'm like whoa yeah i okay. see someone commented and said uh we're still live but the screen uh just shifted so it's a different screen right now yeah um so about swing states um i know eric will have some good things to say about that too but yeah i think it's you know it's it's constructed that way to have these problem states that are these high stakes battleground states um it's been fought and negotiated that way through the Electoral College. And because we have a two party duopoly that's enforced, um, you know, like I keep up with the Green Party, for instance, a lot. Um, they're probably the most viable third party. And um, I know a lot of good people in the Green Party. I also know a lot of bad 
screwed up factions and issues that they have to get over to be a real contender on the national stage, including being able to get on all of the ballot on all 50 states, which they still are not. But they're further along than any other party is. And it's difficult. Granted, it is very difficult because the states make it extremely difficult in the United States to make third parties. And they did that on purpose. They make it. Um, hey, Eric, can you hear us? Can you speak? Sorry, yeah, my, um... yeah. So we were just responding to the the issue of the battleground states that the commenter brought up. And um, I was explaining that the whole battleground, you know, um, swing states, it's not that it's not important. I mean, I don't think it's important in terms of the change that I want at all. But it's but the reason it was constructed that way because of the way the two party system is set up. And um, for instance, there's huge like Michigan. Michigan is a is a um, a swing state. And I believe it was Michigan that the Green Party this year when um, they were trying to get on the ballot, the Democrats went after them and shut them down and legally went after them when they were doing the um, petitions because they have to get a certain amount of petitions to get on the ballot. Yeah. And the Democrats just ripped them apart and brought them to court and to, to destroy their uh, the legitimacy of their signatures for you know, 300,000 signatures or whatever it is in that state to get on the ballot. And they lost, so they couldn't get on the ballot so that they could keep it Democrat versus Republican um, in the in the election. So you see that like people like the Democrats are not really concerned about um, democracy, just like we know no, the Republicans aren't, but the Democrats absolutely aren't and will lie about it, unlike the Republicans basically. And um, they were far more concerned with bullying and forcing the, the Green Party out as an option than they were about even concentrating on their own shit and getting their shit together to be Republicans in that primary. They were, they, they, they don't even, they won't really fight about that because every year they'll be back. Every year those people will have jobs on those campaigns. Every year the Democratic Party will keep its wheels spinning. But, they, but more importantly, they can't have the Greens come in and change that and, and pluralize that and make it more of a democracy. Well, That's and it's funny. They keep it a swing state so that they can tinker with it and keep this shit going. It's Thursday, October 29, 2020. It was rapidly intensifying when it made landfall. Hurricane Zeta slams into Louisiana its fifth storm in a single season. Logging begins in pristine Tongass National Forest. Thanks, Donald Trump. China vaults ahead of U.S. on International Climate Pledge. Thanks, Donald Trump. Plus... We are facing planetary emergencies like climate change with effectively no time left on the clock. Thanks, Donald Trump. The case for court reform to protect climate legislation. All of those stories and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, Analysis and snarky comment. Nice trucks. You think I could hop into one of them and drive it away? I'd love to just drive the hell out of here. Yes, sir. Please, can I get the door for you? Do you need any snacks? Just go. And take all the fossil fuel trucks with you. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen. 
I think this is our last Green News report before Election Day. Yes, it is. So make it a good one. (laughs) Okay. First up, Hurricane Zeta slammed into the beleaguered Louisiana coast as a Category 2 on Wednesday night with wind speeds just one mile shy of official Category 3 status. Zeta set a new all-time record for Louisiana as the fifth named storm to make landfall in the state in a single hurricane season all driven by record-warm ocean waters. Also, some survivors of earlier hurricanes, Laura and Delta, are still without shelter or aid. So they're still recovering from two previous hurricanes, and now a third one's come ashore. Yes. Great. Zeta is the strongest hurricane to hit New Orleans since Hurricane Katrina. Zeta is generating high winds, storm surge, heavy rain, tornadoes, and widespread power outages across several states as it moves inland. And there is still a month to go in the historic 2020 Atlantic hurricane season. So it's not a matter of the category the wind speeds per se, it's a matter of the amount of water that is going to get dumped in Louisiana. Yes. In other news, Senate Republicans on Monday rammed through the confirmation of new Associate Justice Amy Coney Barrett to the U.S. Supreme Court a week before the presidential election, expanding the Republicans' stolen right-wing majority, which has been increasingly dismissive of federal agency authority to set environmental regulations. In her rushed confirmation hearings, Barrett dodged questions on the established science on climate change. Several climate and environmental lawsuits are on the court's docket this year, including whether state lawsuits holding the fossil fuel industry liable for the cost of climate damages can be moved to federal courts where they're likely to be blocked. You're too nice to say it, but her comments at that confirmation hearing made clear that Amy Coney Barrett is a climate science denier. On a recent broadcast, Aaron Belkin of the nonprofit Take Back the Court explained why his group supports expanding and rebalancing the U.S. Supreme Court and the federal judiciary after years of Republican court packing in order to protect future climate legislation. We are facing planetary emergencies like climate change with Mm -hmm. effectively no time left on the clock. And this court is highly unlikely to allow the next president to deal with those emergencies. All the legislation, all the executive orders, all the agency regulations, those are going to be at risk in a Biden administration, and the courts will have a Biden administration in handcuffs on day one. That's true, if there is a Biden administration. True. Meanwhile, man-made global warming accelerates. Year-to-date, January to September 2020, was the warmest January to September ever in recorded history since record-keeping began in the 1880s. That is according to NASA. The five hottest January to Septembers have all occurred in the last five years. Up in the Arctic, Arctic sea ice is at a record low for October. After a summer that saw polar temperatures topping 100 degrees Fahrenheit, Arctic scientists are alarmed that sea ice is failing to refreeze off of the coast of Siberia. Mounting scientific evidence suggests that loss of Arctic sea ice plays a major role in extreme weather events by slowing down the jet stream that moves weather systems around the planet. 
In Alaska, logging began on Thursday in the public's pristine Tongass National Forest after the Trump administration stripped away protections, including the roadless rule that had safeguarded one of the world's largest intact temperate rainforests. It's also a primary absorber of U.S. carbon emissions. You know, when I said this was the last GNR before Election Day, make it a good one, I guess I should have said, make it a good news one. Well, finally, there is a bit of good news. Finally. In a major shift, China has announced it will stop releasing carbon emissions within 40 years. A surprise increase that vaults China ahead of the U.S. in climate ambitions under the Paris Climate Accord. This week, Japan and South Korea also announced higher targets. Both of those countries are aiming for net zero emissions by 2050. All three are major importers of fossil fuels. The announcements mark a big shift in international climate relations. All I can say at this point is please go vote. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyne. And this has been your Green News Report. And that's one of the arguments, you know, in swing states, people say, oh, well, you can't vote third party or you have to vote, especially in swing states. You need to just consider voting Democrat, at least because it matters more in a swing state. And they always pull that. But it's like, you know, Democrats don't even care when they do lose in swing states and, and when the elections are actually faulty. That's the ironic thing. They never they they care about controlling their narrative in terms of keeping the Democratic Party in power. And as this fake resistance that gives them legitimacy even when they don't fight for anything, but except to keep their elites like having money and having a place in establishment politics. Um, like when they lose, so like when Clinton lost um, against Trump and it looked like there could have been a miscounting in, um, I think that was Michigan again. A lot of shit's gone down in your all state, you know? Um, yeah, they, they did a count and again, Michigan, just because Michigan was supposed to go with Clinton and it didn't. So they did that recount and the Greens paid, paid for it. Yeah, and that's the thing. So the Greens actually fought for them, and Clinton didn't even want to. She didn't even care. She was like, well, it didn't work out like the way I planned. Or like when Gore lost in Florida, well, he actually won. He, he had the popular vote, and Jeb Bush and all of them went in, and they strong-armed their way and forced Florida in 2000 when Gore actually won, and Gore didn't even fight. Like, they're not even fighting to win because they didn't. And that's the thing people need to understand. Not only are they, they willing to lose, like they're not playing to win, but they don't actually lose. They still win. They still have a place in this system and this establishment. So that like, so why are people surprised when they when they don't fight? Like they're far more concerned about about um, about keeping the elections look legitimate and keeping them looking polite so that they can keep their place instead of fighting for something. And Hillary did not, by the way. Hillary didn't. Hillary lost Michigan. And it okay. actually, she lost it in bigger numbers. You know, it's, it's funny. I'm looking at a, a headline from the New York Times that popped up. Trump's niece warns America about the, uh, that her father, that, that her uncle is an, auto, an autocrat. Mm -hmm. That's the New York Times. That's the level of reporting that we have. Trump's niece is, who, who is Trump's niece? Okay, well, she's 17. I mean, this is the level of like, it's, it's, it's a, it's, and, and by the way, now Trump is actually in the lead in which people talked about. I mean, it's like, 
they lied about saying that Bernie had this outrageous lead and it's totally, it's totally, it was a total lie. And so now that no one bought it, no one believed it. Now they're bringing out Trump's 17 year old niece. This is journalism right now. His niece, not what's happening in the inner cities, not what's happening with poverty, not the stimulus failure again. It's and Trump's 17. Niece. Right, and the, and these are the Democrats that'll tell you that kids are off limits. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I mean, unless unless you're sniffing their hair, you know, you got to. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. you got you got to get in there and get a little get a little whiff of them. And uh, you made well, me think, I... um, like these and thinking of these blue states, because I and I do I don't want to do that shit that like a, a right winger will do, or some of these black conservatives that I listen to sometimes, where they're like, and look at what happened in a blue state, and it's just like, well, that's general capitalism and white supremacy that's going to be in every state. It's not special because it's a blue state, or that. But like I look at things like the blue state that I'm from, Washington State, mm-hmm. the Columbia River is fucked. And I remember being able to grow up and you could just go there and get a fucking a nice fresh fish, cut it up and grill it right there on the spot. You know, but now that river has uh, nuclear waste all in it. It's completely fucked. Like literally the year I started podcasting, it got a nuclear waste. It got nuclear waste dumped in it. Mm -hmm. And uh, what? They're going to allow logging out there now. Mm -hmm. And keep in mind, the reason why the Bigfoot myth still goes on is because in Washington State, where it started, the... um, the there are forests out there so thick that not even white men have stepped foot in them yet and we know that those motherfuckers have a remote control car on mars they want to go everywhere but now they're going to have logging out there so imagine like again the the planet's lungs like it's not just brazil you know it's anywhere with some damn trees we need Mm -hmm. that photosynthesis they're going to cut that away you know california blue state Give give all the water to the fucking nut farmers mm-hmm. and, you know, let the shit be on fire. And don't let firefighters from prison become firefighters on the outside, even though they're clearly experienced. Blue states. Blue state, um, uh, what, uh, we're covering this heavy in 2019 with Bill de Blasio increasing more police for the subways for those darn turnstile jumpers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, oh, yeah. blue state, yeah. man, fucking task. Didn't uh, New York City also, like, um, slash their education budget so they could hire more cops? They're hiring, like, they another did. 250 cops, and that came out of the education budget. And then you put that with the Supreme Court decision, literal, well, not, and when we say Supreme, we're talking about, like, these lower courts. Um, where you look at that decision where um, if a cop scores too high on the IQ test, you can discriminate in hiring them. You don't want smart cops slash education. You don't want smart cops slash education. Interesting how we end up with the system you have. Ah, fantastic. It's 101 P fucking M. Yes, we and, tangented and, way and, off of what the episode <laughs> was supposed to be. <laughs> and um but Sprinkler um had a hurricane situation. Yes. And good. is not even at home right now and has the sun in their face and it was okay to tangent off of it. And I'm still going to yeah. keep the same title. I think this was Talk Revolution. William Jackson calls me the N-word in front of my mother. That's right. I creep under the shadow, the foggiest mist, and leap up into battle. The pl-
lot is intense. I leave a nigga rattled, it's hostile and tense. So please don't be baffled at how I mob up in this. Now I present masculine as he when y'all see him. A man, but don't confuse me with Paul either. They call themselves MGTOW and I know what you're gonna say. But it's a simple fact that you're not going your own way. You go with traffic on the road built by the state. A libertarian with Uncle Sam's license plate. You're not carving a new path, you walk on a trekked line. You go with the green light and stop at the red sign. Rugged individual is what they claim as they see. Spaghetti arm, soft skin, gamer gay dweeb, internet neocon, 4chan troll. Delete and block on the spot is where your spam goes. Y'all can't straw man of your dishonest shows, but we'll troll your fight back by making comments close. Black Petty Jack, I do it straight out of spite, cause I like to see you whine about how they're taking our rights. SJWs delete what I speak. Political correctness is keeping us weak. They want to take my fun and my freedom of speech. Ain't nobody trying to hurt your little legion of geeks. We got issues to cover. Black bodies in the street. Native women missing, getting slaughtered as we speak. We'll start shooting cops from their faces to feet. We have more by the numbers. Let them taste the defeat. Socialize the justice and make it complete. Quantify the type of liberation I seek. Economic and environment, the silent release of the quieted majority that tried to compete but the system is rigged up by the elite took the veggies off the plate now there's hatred and beef took the steady job and pay sent it straight overseas now we're left with the stress that we'll take to the street chained up beat down choked and poisoned they would love for us to muzzle up and hold the noise in but fuck that we'll knock a hole in the fence burn the corporation down to chop the owner to bits Stop the production, cause disruption, convince the consumer it's a flawed consumption. Poking holes in the culture would be hard to stand, to stop making garbage upon demand. Supply side on a global scale, the holy grail. logical economics was supposed to fail. But I just digress from the bottom to bliss. Let me get back under the shadows of the foggiest mist. Now I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I quickly hit him with this roughness. Wine cellar podcast coming at y'all last and we sick of socialized justice. Now I'm black y'all and I'm black y'all and I quickly hit it with this roughness. Wine cellar podcast coming at y'all last and we sick of socialized justice. All right. I turn the microphone back on. Talk furiously a little bit more with uh, Phoenix Kaleeder. And uh, skibbity flip bop ba dibble doop. What? But dibble doop is not a word. I said skip it. It's all one word. See, you acted like that last, those last few syllables were their own words. Skip the flea bop. The None of those syllables make a word. Skip the flea bop. The dibble dupe is a word. Okay. Calm down. Cab Calloway. This is an extended fact. And I, I jokes on you. I'm ignorant. I don't know who that is. That's the guy who was in the blues brothers who did that. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, now I have to pretend I'm ignorant. Damn, mm-hmm. Facebook used to be like title optional. Now title required. Thanks for the freedom. Are you suggesting that you're not free in America using social media? No, no, I, I, I ain't never had no deck on freedom. All right. Hmm. Um, I'm kicking up a Facebook live on the uh, William J. Jackson page because I gosh darn can. Yes. And also because I'm always sure that there is um, some whatnot and or what have you okay. that I may is be done, be mystifying. 
Okay. Oh, look, I shared this from um, Fallon Matthew of uh, FallonKitty.com. Uh-huh. And it's about how big oil misled the public into believing plastic would be recycled. Hmm. Wait, it says I'm live? Oh, yes, I am live. Hello, Facebook. You just got to see me rub the side of my nose. <laughs> Why? And, what? And now, yeah, some of the white people tuned in are like, oh, he likes to party. Oh, no, 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 no. I got no no beef with cocaine. Do drugs. Do drugs. Be happy. Yeah. Like, do more drugs. Do more, do two different drugs. Someone, uppers, downers. Uppers, downers, all of them. Someone DM'd me on Twitter to be like, I'm going to be in Chicago. Do you want to hang out? And I'm like, oh, I don't live there anymore. Oh, shit. <laughs> yep. But if, but if but if she did, she would party. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the way they say it when they say that shit. Um. Uh. So taking a look over here, uh, Fallon Matthews shared this from the folks down there at the NPR Blue Lake Public Radio. Um. And this one. Oh, there's a little. This from September 11th, ironically, by Laura Sullivan, and um. They mention uh, Laura Liebrick, a manager with the Rogue, Dispo- the Rogue Disposal and Recycling in uh, Southern Oregon, is standing on the end of a landfill watching an avalanche of plastic trash pour out of a uh, semi-trailer. Containers, bags, packaging, strawberry containers, yogurt cups. None of this plastic will be turned into new plastic things. All of it is buried. Oh, good. Great. Ah, and I know I wanted to uh, make note of this because clearly, like, this is one of those things where the headline tells you the story, right? And, um, but because I was looking for um, news on Pacific Garbage Patches and I found some shit that's going on with some company that is, uh... Taking um taking the garbage from the garbage patches, taking the plastic and turning them into sunglasses. Yeah, so like that's their thing. They're um they're repurposing uh plastic garbage from the ocean to mm-hmm. make and sell some sunglasses. They have a couple videos up on the uh up on the old YouTube arena there. Okay. And I was gonna grab some audio from them because I was like, oh, this is like because they're describing what they're doing. Like, yeah, we're doing ocean cleanup. And then, but then in the end, they're like, and look, there's these sunglasses you can buy. And I was like, oh, fuck, this is a commercial. <laughs> but it's the folks, their name is uh, Boy and Slat. So that's the only reason I'm not playing their shit, because I'd basically be giving them free advertising. <laughs> because they are basically capitalists manufacturing a product. Even mm-hmm. though I like what they're doing, they are just, they're making a product and they're trying to get their paper up. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, if they if they want an ad played, I will play their shit. If they pay for their shit, mm, okay. Wine Joe Biden promises rich donors that he will not demonize these wealthy motherfuckers again. If he is elected president, he has been saying that a lot. What? Why can't he say that? Why, indeed. So now you're saying he can't say what he wants. You want to take free speech from the white man. Yes, yes, yes. Actually, I would. And he is, is that to have an a option? Mullet. Is that a thing? Can I do that? Take, not yet. But under Emperor uh, Williams. Thing, yes, under Emperor William. It will be. It, you'll, you, you will earn your free speech if you are a white man. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's a bro tax. A bro tax. (laughs) I like that. I like that. Um, The Pittsburgh police agreed to a $7.3 million settlement with the family of a man killed by the officer's 52nd carotid hole. Oh, Jesus. What? There was a little little carotation. That's incredibly fucking violent, but all right. That's what the pigs do. Pigs are incredibly violent because they're not human. They Um, are definitely violent. This is up by uh, Nate Gartrell, October 27th. Um, An individual by the name of Humberto Martinez uh, Sr., a 32-year-old individual. Yeah, that's right. Now when I see 32, I'm like, holy shit, that's half a decade younger than me. Mm. You know, a 32-year-old younger than me. Like, not a kid. He's not a kid. 32 is a grown adult. But damn. Um, Someone younger than me is dead, so I'm burying a baby somehow. Um, died from having uh, the bloodstream to his brain cut off, according to a forensic pathologist who conducted his autopsy. This was at a 2016 Mm. incident. This article is from October 27th. This is your justice system. Four years. Mm -hmm. Like, that could give time for the pigs to just fucking cause their family members to have a whole lot of fatal accidents mm-hmm. before anyone gets fucking justice. It's fucking ridiculous. And then, I mean, what is, ju- like, a pig's life for a human's life. Like, yeah, still give the settlement money, but we need a dead cop. Yeah, for sure. You keep giving us many dead humans. We want some dead cops. I still like the idea of making them um, pay for their own insurance, but also like kind of like how they did in Full Metal Jacket, right? Where he's like, oh, this one person keeps fucking up. Guess everybody's going to pay the fine. And eventually everyone got so pissed off they beat him up. Remember that? Mm. But like something like that with cops would be like, oh, sorry. Everyone's losing a year off their pension plan because Bob fucked it up and shot someone again. Everyone say thank you to Bob, you know, yeah. and then like in six months, like what what have they done to Bob? Like that is the type of, uh, I don't know, just like the, what I would like to see, because obviously we're not having an impact. The courts aren't holding them accountable. The people aren't holding them accountable. The only people who can hold them accountable are themselves. So let's do it like that, like straight up punishment for entire departments and precincts. And then make sure we point the finger at this guy choke someone out, you know, and now y'all are losing money for it. So act accordingly. I think home addresses should just be public, too. Yeah. Their whole fucking um, personnel file should be public, really. Yeah. And, and it should just be random posters. Like, if you go to, like, like you go to a bus stop and there's a poster that says, hey, cigarettes are bad, kids. Uh, just have a poster. <laughs> just be like, oh, yeah, and this is just one of your local officers that's in this jurisdiction, Officer Dan Pilkerston. Or whatever the fuck, you know, Dan Pilkerston. <laughs> and this is his home address, just in case he fucks you up unjustly. Like, if the cops are good, all people are going to do is drop off flowers at the home home address yeah, all day. make them a nice casserole. Yeah, if the cops are good. That's what I would do. Yeah. I mean, damn, if, if a cop was just serving and protecting me and making... If I saw cops and I was happy to see them, I don't think bootlickers are even happy to see cops. They're not. <laughs> Nobody oh wants to see them. No. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Um, it's a little bit more. This is a quote from, um, uh, some of the offspring of the victim of these murderous pigs. Um, quote, 
I was 14 when my dad was killed. I was getting older and needed a father figure. The police should be the people you go to when you feel unsafe. And um, it was unreal that they treated my dad like this. Well, a little, little patriarchal of the mindset, but that is mm. the voice of uh, a victim child of having their parent murdered. Yeah. All right. And what the fuck? In anti-bootlicker news. What? Yes, ma'am. What is this? What? I saw the headline. Do you not like anti-bootlicker oh, news? Oh, my God. Yeah, let's, let's do this. Let's do it. All right. So, um, and... This is not new at all. This is old. I should have covered this my first year podcasting. But apparently this is like reposted um 2020. Um so a town police chief was ki- Oh damn, this is new. A town police chief was killed by a rooster armed with an ankle blade on Monday mm-hmm. after officers broke up an illegal cockfighting ring in the Philippines. Mhm. Now, should let them fight it out. Show me why, why are you getting involved? Mind your business. But you like to fuck around. The uh, police raided the illegal cockfight in um, Madugang Village outside of San Jose in the Philippines. Uh, San Jose in the Philippines? Oh, they speak Spanish out there? Uh, They speak Tagalog, but I'm pretty sure that there's a lot of Spanish words in there because, you know. Oh, them niggas... You know they they did they did European stuff. Mm-hmm. There's Word. a lot of Catholics out there too. Oh, why? <laughs> I don't know. Gee, Wallakers. <laughs> no idea. Ah. Um. So they uh, broke it up in San Jose in the Philippines. Um. And this is uh, information coming from the officials at the Samar Province. The San Jose Police Chief Lieutenant Christian Block. <clears throat> God damn. So they also speak American. Hmm. Oh, Bolock. Bolock. Okay. Yeah. Damn. Uh, Bolock was inspecting a rooster after the raid when he was cut with its ankle blade. <laughs> Nigga, you got murdered by a chicken's ankle bracelet. Um, the blade sliced into Bolock's left thigh, severing his femoral artery, which makes me want to watch an episode of Dexter. Uh, Bolock bled out on his way to the hospital. <laughs> Stupid cop, that's what you get. Maybe take the blades off before you examine the roosters. Hey, get a real job, fuckface. Oh, hmm. uh, no, you can't, because you're dead. <laughs> um, and this is why we do not have a YouTube presence. No. No. No, we suck <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> we just get on there to just get... Be like, hey, and guess what? Tariq Nasheed says some dumb shit, nigga. <laughs> and, uh, and that's it. Um, so uh, this is a uh, quote from, um, who is this? A person named Apud. Okay, yeah, this is like English, Spanish. I don't know what other language. I just told you, Tagalog. Tagalog. Okay. And they're saying, this is the first time in my 25 years as a policeman that I lost a man due to Fighting a <laughs> cock's spur, end quote, dot com. Dot com. <laughs> I lost a man due to fighting a cock's spur. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Well, there's more ways. Apparently, this cock is ACAB. <laughs> dot com. All cocks, all ACAB, all day. <laughs> but also, folks, 
don't make these fucking animals fight. What the yeah, fuck is that? Yeah, don't do that. Don't, don't be do doing that. that, nigga. Come on. That's that's fucking grimy. Like, they're chickens. Eat them and abort their babies in your mouth as well. Eat the, eat the <laughs> fucking, eat the eggs. Right? Eat the chickens. Eat the eggs. What is with this fighting shit? Stop that part. But also, kill more cops. Definitely. Yeah. Like, Definitely really? Train them to do that? That'd be fun. Yeah. Training, like, a rooster army to... <laughs> a rooster <laughs> army. <laughs> would be down for that. Killer cops get killer cocks. That's Dot what you com. get. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> no one's tuned in for this. <laughs> We're very responsible adults. We're very mature people. Okay. Yeah, yes. so... Again, folks, this is the stuff that I'm not getting um, posted and shared and talked about regularly because of the mandatory seven-day work week. Oh, oopie-doopie. I'm sure everyone has seen the um, Joe Biden and them folks. They were driving down the highway and um, and a bunch of, uh, well, MAGA hat gangbang boys. I no. told y'all niggas they are ready to bang. And they were driving their uh, their their Joe Biden tour bus down to the Texas, and some folks would pick them up trucks and Trump flags. They were flagging and riding. It was a who ride, all right? White people, have you ever heard '90s gangster rap? And you're like, oh, they're talking about who riding again? No, they were not asking who is riding. A who ride is when the gang gets together to go into an area and assert their dominance. Yeah. That was a who ride. That's what I say what they are doing is gang banging. Now what I don't know cuz I I am not really following the horse race business mm-hmm. is if um if is if the rapist and the cop were on the bus. I don't know. Yeah, like I don't know if they were actually on it themselves, which I don't I, I I can't imagine they were because Biden is formerly a vice president, so he would wouldn't he have like a police motorcade anywhere he went? I would think so. I mean, I don't even know if he's in that state right now. He could be somewhere else altogether. Yeah, maybe the bus was just taking like staff and equipment or some shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like there there's literally there's no pigs around at all. It's just nothing but these MAGA hat gangbang boys around them mm-hmm. in the imagery and uh, short video clips that I'm seeing. And um, some folks may have noticed there's a show on the Netflix with Eugene Levy. Yeah, we're doing pop culture, motherfuckers. Uh, what's the name of that show? Schmidt's Creek. Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek, but it's the name shit. Right. Which S- is S C H I T T. Yep. And um, I want to get Phoenix Kaliter a coloring book that's based off the show. It's called a very shitty coloring book. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, because we got her some color pencils a couple years ago, that's and it. hopefully we get something to use them on. Yes. <clears throat> All right now. And then back to the gangbang shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is off of Media Matters. And um, this is um, a nigga named Stuart Rhodes, who is a militia leader with an eye patch. Good, uh, great. Talking to, talking to um, Alex Jones. <clears throat> All right. And mm-hmm. Media Matters should have the clip as they tend to do. All right, minute and 18 seconds. Let's see how much we can get to it without me, get through without me talking. Stuart Rhodes. Thank you so much for coming on with us to, 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 to cover the waterfront here. How would you describe the battle space we're in? And what the fuck does the, he mean by the, the waterfront? Space. To cover the waterfront and to battle. But again, 
He says the battle space. Granted, now he's not using the gangbang language. He's an old neo confederate. Yeah. He likes to talk about everything as if it's fucking Whiteysburg. Yeah. 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 Like it's like 1863. We might still win the war. <laughs> yeah. So he is talking the shit that I'm talking about. To, to, to cover the waterfront here, how would you describe the battle space we're in and what we're headed for right now? Uh, it's both mass gaslighting, like you were just talking about, but also... Oh, Jesus! Again, why we don't use certain words as much as we used to. I remember hearing Chez using gaslighting to talk about how um, Senate Republicans interact with Senate Democrats. It's like, shut the fuck up, Chez Pazienza. Speaking of gaslighting, at some point we gotta cover the farting guy. What? <laughs> it's one of those like uh, Reddit, like, am I the assholes or relationships or whatever? And basically, like, some dude had really bad gas, but he kept telling his wife it was the dog, and so she freaked out and thought the dog was dying and took the dog to the vet and all this shit. And then, like, he finally like was like, it was me, and she's really mad at him. Dog farts don't really smell the same, though. I, man. Like, dog farts are a different kind of rancid. I, I don't know. That was the story. It was funny. Yeah, like, they kind of, like, they... Dog farts, I don't know. How do you put, like... Because folks know, know that I, I like I like to example things, you know? Example things? Yeah. Like really? They, like, you know when you see those images where, like... Trump's hair is blowing back and you can mm-hmm. see where the orange tan line cuts off. Yes. Yeah, like they kind of smell like how that looks. Yeah, there you go. All right, okay. so. Um, and again, this is a militia person. Um, Stewart. I think, what are they, the Oath Defenders? Oh, God. Oath yeah. Keepers? Oath, Oath Keepers, these niggas. Which is, again, they have names. This is a set. So what are they? Oath, so OK, Oath Keepers. So OKK. You should be an Oath Keeper killer. That should be your mindset. So mass projection. They're, they're accusing us of doing everything that they're actually trying to do. Um, for example, you know, you have terrorists in the streets coercing Trump supporters, trying to stop them from getting into Trump rallies. What are you them. talking about? Terrorists are in the streets coercing Trump supporters. Which, like, also that tells you how disingenuous they are because if that was happening, that video would be everywhere Mm -hmm. and liberals would be sharing it the most to be like and see this one talking about with the left going too far man yep and then biden would be like i can't condone this let's give more money to the police yeah and chank unger who thinks the age of consent should be 14 would be all over that shit like someone who thinks the age every time i forget that you remind Mm. me oh yeah oh yeah i will not let it go them for even just walking around with, with a Trump t-shirt, t-shirt on. And of course you expect them to do that on election day. And so when those of us who are tasked with, with defending your rights uh, announce... Tasked by yeah. whom? Yeah, no, who he gave w- you this job, He nigga? was the same person that gave him that eye patch, nigga. Somebody ran his fade. Nigga, um, fucking... <laughs> yeah, he's getting tasked with, like... Yeah, like... What anyone would say when you hear this, no one tasked you but nobody, you. Nobody, nobody, Like, Jesus Christ, like, when it comes to just being a white man, it's like just being self-employed. <laughs> like, I am here to show up and just be the white man 
in the vicinity. Nice. Are there no white men here? Well, I am inherently tasked with being that. <laughs> with this fucking, what the fuck is with his haircut? The haircut, the eye patch. I don't know. He's like a, like Dan Crenshaw's evil twin or something. Like, remember that Crenshaw guy? Dan Crenshaw. He's like a senator from Texas who also has an eye patch. Oh, fuck. I think we yeah. saw that. Did we cover that nigga too? Oh, yeah. He's on that shit. All right. I like how that's the thing. And I bet and you, the way you said he's on that shit, someone tuned in was like, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> we're going to stand up and, and protect people on election day. They immediately spin that as though that we're the ones going to be going out there. You know, armed militia men are going to be out on the streets. On a it's you literal. are literally an armed militiaman out on the streets who's self-proclaimed to have been tasked with keeping people safe. Hello. That's literally what you're doing. I'm the member of a militia, and I'm here to tell you that there are no armed militias out there. What? It's like that Jim Gaffigan. Um, Jim Gaffigan's a stand-up comedian. Some I don't know if everyone doesn't know that. Um, a very, very white man. Holy shit, he's pale. I think that he jokes about that as well. But uh, he was talking about how um you see this advice when you go camping that um if you see a bear play dead and it's like wait so if you see a bear play dead signed oh he said uh play dead don't worry we won't i mean the bears won't do anything <laughs> election day outside of polls to intimidate voters and that's what that's what they're that's what they're going to do. They're going to be stealing the election while accusing oh, Trump. Oh, okay, that was slick. Did you catch how first? Uh -uh, it was fast. Initially, uh, like a minute ago, he was saying that they're out there intimidating Trump supporters from getting to the polls, right? Like it was a fucking fact. And now he's saying that's what they're gonna do. Ah, oh. so he's what? So this he's learned the Alex Jones style. Hey, voters. And that's what that's what they're that's what they're going to do. They're going to be stealing the election while accusing Trump and his followers of stealing it. They'll be out there coercing and and, and uh, threatening people. Now, so folks, what this is doing, right? What this propaganda is for? Because this nigga, he might be in the street at the posing for pictures level, uh -huh. right? Like he is like the revolution will be Instagram filtered guy of this. Yeah, he's him and Alex Jones are talking to. The street, the, what's the motherfucker's name? Kyle Rittenhouse? Yeah. They're talking to the Kyle Rittenhouses out there. Yeah. That are going to go hit the street. Yeah, these are the leaders. They don't actually get their own hands dirty. Yeah. Like, and if you, it, I'm sure you know who Kyle Rittenhouse is. So, like, just because you see these hosts, these hosts don't exist in what one might call a vacuum by themselves. Mm -hmm. They have an audience. Mm -hmm. And they ha and that audience is engaged and armed. While accusing us of doing And let's be clear, these are all classic fascist and communist tactics on record with the media saying Antifa doesn't exist. What are you talking about? These are classes. Media says Antifa doesn't exist. Yes. You didn't know that. <laughs> what? Alex Jones. It's like he's like, hold on. You're not being ridiculous enough. <laughs> Let me recenter this to my brand. Hold on, because <laughs> he comes flying in. I wasn't even ready. Fascist and communist tactic. Be out there coercing and and, and uh, threatening people. While accusing us of doing And let's be clear, these are all classic fascist and communist tactics on record with the media saying Antifa doesn't exist. I mean, they're really making a run at this country. How? Yeah, he had to stutter after he said that because he knew he said some ridiculous ass shit. 
Like, when it goes too far, even for Alex Jones. Jones can't help it. What? Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, How COVID-19 fueled the rise of catastrophe <laughs> preppers. Yes. We're going to wait for that one because it's already 1.37 p.m. And I need to mix down and upload and then yes. get to the factory. Because that's the fun I be having. Mm. And I have nothing new in the notes beyond that. Okay. All right. And yeah, no one tuned. Oh, uh, two people tuned in for this, but no one left a comment. Hello, two people that tuned in for this. <laughs> uh, the archive will be up. This is just a portion. I'm going to dump this at the end of um, the recent recording of uh, Talk Fury. Yes. With uh, Chelsea Springler and Eric Hudson jumps in as well. All right, folks, be safe, Fothermuckers, uh, patreon.com slash fund, paypal.me slash phoenixandwilliam. It is the first of the month. It is Patreon Day. Thank you for y'all, Fothermuckers. Yes. And uh, we will definitely be able to do another fucking month of broadcasting. Woohoo! Another year. Well, not another year. That, that bill will come up in the spring, though. <laughs> and we'll be paying that bill. And then hopefully at the end of next year... We will fucking have secured the last place that we're going to move to. And we're going to go ahead and go move in there and die. And then I will literally, no matter the circumstance, put in a two weeks notice and figure it out from there. (laughs) All right. Because fuck these seven day work weeks. I'm doing this shit for one year and I am fucking out. Peace.